It's over, folks. It's over. Roll out the trophies, all of them, because the Seattle Kraken, we're collecting. All right, that's a massive over-exaggeration to two preseason wins. But we're going to talk about uh, some predictions that we've seen rolling around NHL Twitter. And, of course, we're going to recap yesterday's 3-0 win over the Calgary Flames. That and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, and you probably heard my cold open. I'm excited about the preseason, but not for the wins. Uh, We're going to break that down. Yes, I'm exaggerating a lot of it. Um, I don't know that we're going to see any trophies in the showcase for the Seattle crack in this season. And that's okay because we are seeing improvements, which is really what we needed to see after last season. Thank you as always for making locked on crack in your first listen of the day. We got another win over the Calgary flames yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Um, but there's still some things to be concerned about, including perhaps Dave Haxtell and his job. We'll talk about that, uh, by way of an article that came out for the athletic, but let's talk about last night's game. We once again saw the team split. So just as a refresher, a reminder, here is what we saw in net. Philip Grubauer started, and then we had Magnus Helberg. Ooh, giving him hell with those pads, I tell you what. Magnus Helberg in net. Um, some Some players that I pointed out yesterday we'll see did indeed make an impact in the game because, of course, I am Um, (laughs) all-knowing. Jokes aside, um, it was great to see Schwartz back in action. He actually was on a line with Everly and, of course, Shane Wright. Everyone wants to know how Shane Wright did. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord. Jaeger, Fergus, Fergus, Circus, and Daniel Sprung was the other name, as you may recall, that I called out yesterday. So let's take you to NHL.com. We'll give you the recap summary-wise, and I'll break it down from what I saw. Now, I was in and out of this game. There's actually an NHL preseason game right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma yesterday, and I caught some of that. Um, so I was double-dipping here, but... Here's what we got in this game for the Seattle Kraken. Now, um, I talked about power play yesterday um, regarding the game versus Edmonton. It wasn't great. Um, 
still haven't scored on the power play, but we have another shorthanded goal. Um, so here is what we get. I'm going to swing this over here for you. So you got Daniel Sprong gets the scoring open, was um, assisted by Vince Dunn. Then you have McCann and Olofsson connecting with Schwartzy on a shorty. Um, and then uh, Andrew per, per, uh and then Andrew Poltorowski with an empty net goal to seal the deal um, for the Seattle Kraken. So that's the scoring summary there. Let's break down some of these stats, though. Uh, again, 0 for 3 on the power play, but the, C the Seattle Kraken kept the Flames to 0 and 6 on the power play. I saw some people joking around that, um, you know, special teams. We knew we had to work on special teams, so let's just go to the box a bunch of times. Well, Dave Haxtell did talk about the give and take of having less five-on-five -five time, but also working on the power play, uh, or excuse me, the penalty kill in particular, specialty teams. So let's close this out. We'll come back to the stats from the game, but let's head over to Dave Haxtell talking post-game about how he thought the team was coming together. <laughs> Dave, a couple of shout outs. Obviously, the goalies are looking good so far. Yeah, you know, both nights we, you know, we get good solid performances. Um, you know, a couple, couple, you know, a couple of good saves at the right time along the way. Um, you know, I thought, uh, I thought Groovy tonight, you know, just had a good, real good solid night. And that's, you know, that's what you want to see. Ali comes in and uh, a little bit more chaotic probably in the second half. You know, in in front of him, but you know he did a good job finding pucks, and you know ultimately guys did a pretty good job of you know cleaning up some of the you know the uh, garbage laying around the crease. Shane, uh, get going. What did you? Yeah, see? Shane had a good solid night. Um, you know, he's uh, you know hey, it's first night. You know, um, starts in the face-off dot. Um, you know, and uh, you know from there, you know goes out. You know, the 200-foot game, right? So. That's it's a good experience for them. Uh, there's a balance between you know letting individuals try and work and compete and and trying to build uh, you know build in the structure while you're doing that. There's not a lot of five well, on five. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it takes away from the five on five and you know your your uh, your special teams guys, especially you know when you have guys that are playing both sides of special teams. I mean, you you know you start you know the minutes get pretty high. I mean, you look at a couple couple of our guys, you know, the minutes after two periods and you know. You don't want to go too far, especially in game number one. So it, it has an effect. It takes away from the flow and, and the rhythm of the five-on-five -five game. But in saying that, it's part of it as well. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, take the opportunity to uh, to see what guys can do in some of those special team situations. Um, you know, for sure on the PK, we got a got an opportunity to look at some different guys tonight. And you know, a guy like uh, you know Truzzi tonight did a good job on the PK. You know, he, he uh, you know he built some good momentum for himself in that role. So key takeaways for me here, Dave Haxtell did think that he got what he needed from his goaltending. I agree. That is something obviously a lot of us were going to watch with a laser focus was how Philip Grubauer, for me in particular, was going to adjust. New goalie coach, new team. But again, I've been talking about it, and it's a continued theme. The Seattle Kraken are focusing on keeping the puck in possession that will alleviate some of the pressure
that Philip Grubauer had to withstand Philip Grubauer and all of the rest of the goalies for that matter. And I like that. I do. I think that you see how aggressive the Seattle Kraken are being. Some of my notes um, from last night, I think you just see them even on the penalty kill, maybe even particularly on the penalty kill, just being aggressive. I liked what we saw for check wise. I like what we saw um, regarding even recovery, the back check in all zones, really strong for the Seattle Kraken. So even if they get beat, how are they able to recover? We have no goals posted in the preseason. How long is that going to last? Only time will tell, but I love it. So of course we had a different group of folks out there. So we had um, a different uh, power play. So for the Seattle Kraken, starting from left to right, you had McCann, uh, Gord, and Coleman as that top line, then Schwartz, Wright, and Eberly. And we're going to hear from, uh, I almost said David Wright. <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. Shane Wright. We're going to hear from Shane Wright later in the show. Um, then you had uh, Hayden, True, and Lind, and Fergus. Polterowski and Sprong. Uh, as far as your D pairs, you had done with Borgen, Alexiak, and Flurry, Kale Flurry, and Olofsson with Carson Susie, who was looking saucy. He was, uh, you know, very dapper man walking into Climate Pledge Arena. Whoever captured that photo caught my attention. Thank you very much for that. Anyway, on the power play, you had Eberly. McCann, Schwartz, Wright, and Dunn on that P, uh, that top power play. You know, I love this. The Triple J threat is back. You've got Jordan Eberly, Jaden Schwartz, and Jared McCann. I love it. Uh, throwing in the young buck there. You see that Dave Haxtell combining rookies with veterans. I think one of your daily podcast hosts for the Seattle Kraken via Locked on Kraken, maybe introduced that as a concept. Of course you want the rookies. Of course you want the rookies with the veterans. That's why we got so many veterans on this dang team. I love to see it. All right, uh, penalty kill. We saw a few combos. Uh, you saw Gord, Alexiak, Fleury, and Coleman. Then you saw Schwartz, McCann, Olafson, and Borgen. Then you saw True, Fleury, Alexiak, and Hayden. Um, again, pretty good on the PK, including that, uh, again, Schwartz, he scored. He was assisted by Olafson and McCann. So that was that second unit that we saw going out on the PK. All right. So you heard a little bit from Dave Haxtell. You heard a little bit about my thoughts in the overview. I gave you the lines of what we were rolling with for the Seattle Kraken. Second preseason game, second ever preseason game at Climate Pledge Arena because, of course, we had the three – what was it called? The, the three arena, three-hour tour. I don't know. It was the three arena tour whatever because – Climate Pledge Arena wasn't ready for preseason last season. All right. Heard from Dave Haxtell. Um, you heard a little bit about my thoughts, but let's take you to, of course, Shane Wright. Shane Wright. You're going to hear from Shane Wright. Get his thoughts about, 
essentially making his NHL debut. I know it's just the preseason, but he's been at showcases. He's been at training camp. Obviously, he's been to the draft. But unlike Matty Beneers, he had not gotten to set foot on the ice and go up against other NHLers who are not his teammates. So we're going to hear from Shane Wright coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, we're going to tell you about Bet Online. Now, I told you yesterday that Bet Online had some amazing odds regarding, uh, I think I said the Calder Cup. That, of course, is what you win in the AHL, but the Calder Trophy. So Matty Beniers is up there, Shane Wright also there. But ultimately, what we want you to know is that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting and info this season. But, of course, it's not just football football info. Of course, you can find the newest matchups, uh, podcasts, news, in-depth articles, and analysis for football. But you can also find it for the NHL, MMA, boxing, golf, etc., including the Calder Trophy odds. We also got some lines regarding everything from top scorer in the league uh, to top 10 in goals against average. You can head to betonline.net to you. And so head to betonline.net. You can use your mobile device, desktop, laptop, whatever you got, because bet online is where the game starts. All right, Seattle Kraken fans. Shane Wright hit the ice at Climate Pledge Arena. He was super excited. Let's take it over to Shane Wright after making his CPA debut with the Seattle Kraken in the 3-0 victory over the Calgary Flames in the preseason. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, pretty cool experience. There. Obviously, something I've been looking forward to for, you know, basically my entire life here. So, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Took a little adjustment the first and then uh, throughout the game there, but um, obviously a great win and uh, you know, really, uh, really happy overall with the result. His speed, uh, you know, guys are, are really fast and you know, they're closing quick, so you have less time with the puck, less time to make plays. So, uh, I think that was you know a really big thing. I know it's obviously uh, you know physicality as well. Obviously, a lot older players you know, are going to be uh, you know bigger and stronger. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. They said just just go out and enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm here for a reason. They said, and uh, just go out, have fun, go play confident, just be myself. Um, that was, you know, their advice. Obviously, those are two guys who have, uh, you know, had a lot of success in this league, and um, you know, two guys with uh, an unlimited amount of knowledge. So uh, I couldn't ask for you know two better linemates or two better guys to, to learn off of. And again, you can head to Locked on Kraken on YouTube to see that clip of Shane Wright in its entirety. You can also head over to hear from Dave Haxtell, particularly um, regarding Shane Wright and how he thought he did. I thought it was solid. That's what Dave said. I agree with Dave. Seemed like a solid start. The question was asked. Did it seem like it took him a few shifts? Yes. I do think that Shane had to get comfortable, which is completely normal. You know, there's so much buzz about this kid. Everyone's just like, you know, in adoration of his drool, so to speak. And I get it. He was going to be the top pick going on for the last two years leading up to his draft. And then he falls to us at four. Totally get that. Give the guy a chance. He's 18 years old. Give the guy a chance. All right, folks, let's relax. So uh, do I think he was solid? Yes. Do I think he was the best player for the Seattle Kraken on that ice? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I think we saw, though, that again, 
and they talked about this on the broadcast, Dave Haxtell and the staff putting him with Schwartz and Eberly. You got to learn quick. And I, I wonder, and for those who follow on YouTube, you might have noticed that we have, uh, you know, one of our faithful that has been chiming in about Shane Wright and maybe just how he emotes, shall we say. And my response to that has been, and check out the, the um, some of the comments. Like, a lot of stuff happens in the comments on YouTube, so you're not going to want to miss it. Um, including people calling me out for my big, bad, bold prediction that we're going to win a Stanley Cup before Vegas. I said what I said. That's right. I'm doubling up on that. And we've already talked about why. Anyway... Goes down in the comments, um, you know, getting comments that Shane, you know, he emotes. He'll, he'll be dropping F-bombs or, you know, if he has the puck stripped away, he'll kind of bang his stick and, you know, be very frustrated with uh, any mistake that he made. So having him with two, like, consummate veterans um, who – don't emote at least publicly very often. Um, I think they say what they need to say in the locker room. I wonder if that's also a strategic matchup there and pairing, if you will. So I think to be determined on Shane Wright, I still think I've said this on a few squad casts and we'll talk about squad casts a little bit later in the week, but I've said this a few times. I'm okay. If we don't get Shane in the NHL this year, um, could it happen? Yeah. And that's because players like Sprung, Sprung has Sprung, I think was the call last night, right? Um, I think Sprung on a PTO was with this team, came over after the trade deadline, making a case, making a case. Um, you know, there's some other players that don't particularly have a spot that are going to make a case. And we're going to see what happens. I know a lot of people want Alexander True to be one of those players. I think I'm with a lot of people saying, I don't see it quite yet. I think he's going to be that two-way player kind of first up from the AHL. I agree with a lot of that. But, you know, we're, we're sprung uh, in all of this. What is uh, Seattle really looking for? It seems like they're looking to score. And Spronger can do that. We saw that last season. So, I think it's going to be interesting, but I told you I wanted to go back over to NHL.com and let's take a look at this because, you know, producing shots is going to be so important. Eddie Olchek has already put us on notice that he's not here for holding on to the puck. I know some people got maybe on Schwartzy and Vince Dunn for doing a little bit, maybe too much passing. I disagree. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Sometimes the Seattle Kraken last year played so freaking direct and to see and to, to show even in the preseason that they're not afraid to pass. I thought that pass from Schwartzy, he really thread the needle there but I liked it. I like that they're getting creative. Their creative juices flowing. All right. Anyway, I'm back now. We're not going to talk about Calgary. Uh, head over to Jess Balmasto if you want to know more about them in the preseason. Anyway, let's look at shots on goal. Um, you know, the most shots that we saw from a forward was three. You had Shane Wright had three shots. Coleman had three shots. Hayden had three shots. Uh, Everly had three shots. Um, you know, I think Sprung, he had two shots on goal, but one was a goal. So, you know, that's a pretty good 
uh, efficiency level right there. And then as far as defenders, you see Vince Dunn, Oleksiak, and Olafson also had three shots on goal. So I'm very curious to see uh, where we end up with shots on goal. I think there were times where Seattle shot a lot last year and had nothing to show for it. Um, so where's the balance? I'm very curious to see where the balance is. I'd like to see us open up the defense, our opponent's defense, and that comes from passing the puck. That comes from movement, movement. Yanni Gore talked a lot about systems, that systems will be talent, and that has to happen. The movement, um, everything seems so elementary last season, and I really think we're beyond that now. We're not settling for just, all right, let's learn the system. Let's get out there and do our best, boys. There's an expectation. You can feel it. I can see it. And when I see Seattle playing, all right, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, um, I want to take us to some um, what's cracking. So what's cracking is, um, well, Stick around for the next segment and we'll talk about it. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Locked on Crack and making us your first listen or at least a part of your daily routine. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. We talked about last night's game against Calgary, talked about some of the lines. Again, you had McCann, Gordon, Coleman on that top line. Schwartz, Wright, and uh, Eberly where that second line talked about that, heard from Shane Wright in that in the second segment, the second stanza. Um, I like that. You know, let's talk about what's cracking, though, because what's cracking is we do have some guys that were sent back um, to their particular uh, junior clubs. So they've been reassigned. The Furcus Circus, we got to see Jaeger Furcus He's heading back to the Moose Draw Warriors. Goyette to the OHL. Um, Kyle Jackson also to the OHL. Ty Nelson didn't get to see that kid hit the ice. Um, Jacob Melanson and Tucker Robertson. Now, speaking of Melanson, this is worth noting. We didn't talk about it on yesterday's show, but Melanson was actually suspended two games um, for an illegal check to the head. Uh, this was of course in the Edmonton game. So now this means he was assessed. He was assessed a match penalty. Um, but he also is, um, he will be serving two consecutive games in which he is eligible to participate for his club. So, um, these are NHL suspensions. So we knew he wasn't going to play against Calgary. So that knocks out a game. Essentially, there's only two more. Well, there's three more games, but usually you rotate. So if you play one night, you don't play the next. So that meant Melanson, because of this suspension, was essentially ruled ineligible for the rest of preseason. How much does that really help the kid? You know, so he's getting sent back. Just some a little wrinkle, something to keep in mind. Not sure that that is the reason why, but it might be uh, part in part the timing. Um, we weren't going to see the kid anyway. So there you go. Um, so another thing that's happening and what's cracking, in case you haven't been paying attention, the Seattle Kraken have been um, – 
doing a pretty good job getting the news out. So now if you heard our show, I guess that would have been Monday. On Monday, we were talking about um, the state of the franchise. And in that state of the franchise, we also saw that at the very end, hopefully you paid attention, at the very end, Ron Francis was asked about the mascot. And now we see the Seattle Kraken. This is on uh, the Twitter page. They have been going hard in the paint on their campaign for the next Seattle Kraken mascot, which will be announced October 1st. I love this. They've got DJ Dallas. I'm going to spoil it for you in case you haven't seen it. But Fallon Tullis Joyce, the keeper for the OL Reign. Air! Fallon Tullis Joyce, also a, a, a Marine or a, a Marine biology major. And then there you go. Brianna Stewart now competing for USA basketball in the world cup. Um, and of course plays for the Seattle storm, just a great little campaign. I thought that the Seattle Kraken have now I know in Minnesota they have, you know, what is it like one Minnesota or one team or something like that. I don't think we have an official name for the collaborations that we've been seeing across Seattle sports other than them just being awesome. But in some cities, they'll have like a name for every time they do campaigns. I love that it just seems to be something that's ubiquitous or that's just there. It's just a part of what we do. We don't have to give it a special name. We have other teams in Seattle. They include women, and we're going to include them in our promos. Thank you very much. Got on my soapbox. I'm coming down. Just give me a minute. I'm coming down. Also can't get too excitable. My voice still goes in and out from being sick. Anyway, I love that promo. We're going to get, that's part of what's cracking, baby. We're going to get a Seattle cracking mascot. So that's going to be exciting. We talked about uh, the guys going back to their juniors. We talked about a Seattle cracking mascot. Going to close the show with an article this is coming from The Athletic. It is entitled, let me go to the top here, Early Predictions for the 2022-23 NHL Season. I got to tell you, there's not a lot of predictions that include the Seattle Kraken. You know what? I'm just fine with that. Do I think we are rolling out the red carpet and are going to win a bunch of awards? No. And I do mean no. Would I be pleasantly surprised? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But there were two categories. Two categories in which the Seattle Kraken did make a cameo. And I think there are two categories in which the Seattle Kraken, uh, we've been in conversation. We're going to start with the maybe not so pleasant one here. And that is, whoa, first coach fired. Now, I talked about this on yesterday's show because for the first time for me, now apologies if it came up elsewhere, but John Forslund talked to Ronnie Francis about Dave Haxtell and about what the season looked like from a coaching perspective. I mentioned on yesterday's show, Ronnie Francis said, you know, we wanted to have a, a four uh, four person coaching staff, just didn't get around to it. And I felt that he didn't really commit one way or another to how he felt Dave Haxtell did, but took responsibility and took ownership as a general manager for falling short of the expectation of the franchise. 
even when it came to personnel, as far as fully staffed personnel, and took responsibility for fixing that, ameliorating the sore spot. And I like that. I like that. I think that's good leadership. That being said, they still think Davy Boy is on the chopping block. For a lot of people, he's been on the chopping block since he was announced. I could see it. I could see it. I do like what I'm seeing, though, as far as the changes. So I think this is a little bit outdated. Lindy Ruff, woof, over at uh, the New Jersey Devils. The Devils are having a tough time, a tough go. So, uh, yeah, that's tough. But we're right behind Lindy as far as first coach fired. I just want to read a little bit from the article. Check it out at The Athletic. Of course, The Athletic is uh, has a membership system. I am a, I am obviously a member. Uh, I used to write for The Athletic. I, I do believe in memberships. So, um, you know, I won't, I'm not going to ever show an entire article from The Athletic. That's just how I get down. We all got to make our money. That being said, I want to read just what Shana Goldman had to say. Now, Shana Goldman, of course, is co-host of Too Many Men podcast with our very own Allison Lucan, good friend of mine, good supporter of mine. Here's what Shana had to say. Rough makes all the sense in the world. Um, if they struggle, it could be easy for management to point to the head coach who remains on the bench after the team parted ways with their assistants. So last guy standing, if there's still a problem, I guess that's you, Ruff. Um, and here's what... Um, specifically in this article was said about Dave Haxtell. So this is a, one of those articles where it's a few different people chiming in. And this is Sean Gentile chiming in specifically about Dave Haxtell says, um, this one seems easy. The entire top four makes sense, actually. Lindy Ruff, DJ Smith are about to take over improved rosters. Sheldon Keefe, is in the Toronto pressure cooker, and Dave Haxtell is going to have to start Philip Grubauer on most nights. Wow! That was a shot fired, if ever. Holy cannoli. Not only did they come for Dave Haxtell, but they came for Philip Grubauer as well. Do I get it? Absolutely. Do I think that it's not as bad as we're reading? Absolutely. But also, it wasn't as good as we were reading last year. I think, especially with The Athletic, I've noticed that they're a little bit, I think, overcorrecting with their uh, um, predictions for the Seattle Kraken. So, as always, take what you read with a grain of salt, folks. I believe in the eye test for a reason. That's our show. Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. Now that you've tapped in, listened in, watched on YouTube with us, make sure you listen to Locked on NHL. And very soon, once we get through the preseason, we want to tell you about our new way that we're using our post-game really short videos. We're going to have something called Game to Game. We're going to be on our Locked on NHL channel, able to literally see the recaps game to game. And that's all going to be put together in a 30-minute show for you. I'm excited. It's a great way to keep up with what's happening in the league in one place. So that's where you got to be. Make sure you stay locked on NHL. Always take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself and to each other. Hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking. I'll see you tomorrow.